<laughs> hey guys, how are ya? Uh, I'm here with my main man, my main squeeze, the dude himself. No, it's not my podcast guest. It is my son, Tashi. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you good? Yeah. You had a good day? No. No? Why? Uh, I didn't like school. No? That's pretty much it. Right, okay. Well, apart from that, it's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're here, we want to intro the, the guest for this episode, um, he's a very old friend of mine, I've known Ollie for about seven or eight years, we met at a crayfish party in Bondi actually, of all things, um, super nice guy, very interesting, um, I kind of watch his Facebook and Instagram feed with envy, because him and his, him and his wife are mad bikers so they go around camping and on these expeditions on these rad bikes um but he's a very interesting guy so sit back relax and enjoy my chat with ollie all right we're on mate <laughs> okay here we are <laughs> <laughs> um ollie i i first met you at a at a crayfish party yeah what was that about i don't know eight years ago it been about eight nine years ago yeah, yeah. You were dressed as a crayfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't realise you were meant to dress as a crayfish. Yeah. yeah. What, what's that, like a um, Swedish spring festival Swedish type? Swedish tradition. They just love it. Mm. Um, about getting all of your friends, family together, um, celebrating what it means to be Scandinavian, I think, and yeah, just right. getting out there in the... Uh, in the uh, summer, autumn, sun, and enjoy. Yeah, they really like to celebrate the seasons, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was good fun. Um, yeah, that was a party we had, what, 20 of us there? Yeah. Most of us hadn't met each other. No. I'm um, happy to be sitting next to you, and off we went. I you remember your, was your brother, we've spoken about this since, like, it's funny, he told that joke, and I think it's one of the funniest stories I've ever heard, but now I've heard, like, stand-up comedians tell it, <laughs> which... In that case, he obviously got it from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, <right>? which <laughs> they've either hijacked his story or, yeah, he tell he was telling it in the first person because it's fucking brilliant. I don't want to tell it on here because I'm fucking I'm so bad at telling jokes. He's very very good at telling jokes. I'm yeah, really right. I'm like you. I'm no no good at all. Uh, he would have um, owned it as his story yeah, then. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, it's just what he does. It's his thing. Right. Yeah. It's his. Yeah. 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 And very naturally. Yeah. yeah. My dad was a great joke teller. But I'm, I, as soon as I, I've got a great joke in my head, as soon as I start, I get yeah. like anxious that yeah. I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> get halfway through and yeah. go, oh, doesn't matter, you're not going to find it funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then come back later and ruin it again. <laughs> Try a second time. Yeah, yeah, definitely shouldn't have tried it. Yeah, start with a punchline. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I only have one. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's that? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. <laughs> <laughs> Classic dad joke. It's good, eh? Yeah. Well, I am a dad. Exactly. So what's been happening this morning? You just you just told me you went to swim squad. Yep. So, um, uh, little swim down at Icebergs. Every, uh, well, three times a week is the ideal. Mm. Sometimes more, mostly less. Um, but something we try and keep up with a little group of friends. Get that morning routine in. Which so, is always good. so uh, swimming for performance, like, there's, a, there's an outcome? Like... Um, you know what, not really. I mean, none of us are competing or anything like that. Um, a couple of the guys have done way back in the past, but we're all too. But you're in Speedos in a swimming cap, right? Definitely. Speedos, yeah. swimming cap. Um, even those little hand paddles that you can get, which oh, I'm not really? too sure exactly what they're me? for, but they're good. Um, and uh, and off we go and kind of kick the day off. Is so that is that not assisting your stroke? Like yeah, it's assisting stroke. Yeah, a bit of strength, but mainly for, for kind of stroke. Isn't um, that like cheating the system though? Um, like wearing flippers? Possibly, but actually it's... It Do the other guys know that you've got these in your hand? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't... It, it's it's good for assisting stroke um, in a couple of ways in that um, if you get it bad with the hand paddles on, it's almost exaggerated. So it uh, screws up your stroke even uh, more. So it can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, right. It shows you when you're, when you're going wrong. So you were born in the UK, so you'd be a shit swimmer like myself then <laughs> yeah. apparently not well no I was uh, I've only really taught myself to swim in the last couple of years or so um, I was one of those people who could do 25 metres 
you know, thrashing around <laughs> to get to the other end, be totally knackered, and yeah. then wonder how I'm going to get back to the other side of the pool. <laughs> you can uh, always get out. That's it. Um, so just decided that you know, I needed to, to learn how to do it. In fact, when I first came over to Australia, I did um, the Bondi to Bronte swim. Um, oh, really? In what, my first no year, I just thought, yeah, great, I can do that. I, the, way I, the way I kind of figured it was, it should take about 45 minutes, mm. and I can do 45 minutes worth of exercise, therefore, therefore I'll just do that. I'll, yeah. I'll keep moving my body for 45 minutes, and hopefully <laughs> I'll get to the other end. Um, and I did, um, although I think I was the only person there to do it breaststroke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Because I just had, you know, I did that 25 meters thrashing around through the waves, totally knackered, and then uh, and then had to do the rest breaststroke, but managed to get there. <laughs> All <laughs> right. You're right. Um, I fucking never do that. I, I just have this. Even when I'm on a surfboard, like the whole paddling out. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I guess because it's not my mode of. Transport. Transport. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to be on terra firma on two feet. Um, I'm just. I don't have that fitness or endurance, so I can go to the pool. You definitely have the fitness and endurance. It's more there. No, but specifically for swimming. Yeah. So there have been episodes where I've had a bad back and your specialist prescribes swimming, you kind of roll your eyes and dedicate, yeah. you know, the next however many weeks yeah. of swimming a few times a few times a week. Yeah. And look you definitely my fitness definitely increases dramatically over, you know, the first few weeks. But I'm I can do three hundred meters pretty mm-hmm. comfortably, then it kind of drops off a cliff. Yeah. I'm just fucked. Like I can't get, I can't maintain um, steady, even yeah. breath. Yeah. So by the, you know, by the time I'm beyond 300 meters, I'm yeah. all over the place, yeah, starting right. to hyperventilate. Yeah. I get get to the other end. Yeah. I've got blue lips, yeah. my eyes are bulging. <laughs> you know, it's not a pretty sight. Yeah. I think it's kind of a mind over matter thing in many ways. For me, it was a case of just spend more time in the pool. That's the way I kind of reconciled it in my head. It was. You know, for me to get better at this, I just need to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and even if it's, you know, start out with five lengths, great, that was hard. Next day, seven, next, you know, whatever it might be, and, and just kind of very slowly increase what I was doing. Mm. Um, and I, you know, we still don't do huge swims, but we get to a point whereby um, it feels more comfortable. You know, you, your brain can kind of get the. You, you know you can do it and yeah. even if you're pushed a little bit more then you can get you can do a bit more um so it's really really good to have two or three people around you that do know what they're doing that i don't know i guess you feel safe with it but you also feel like you're learning a bit every time as well but just going back to that story of you doing bondi to bronte mm-hmm. swim after like yeah. the first year of being yeah. here now i know you so much better like i think that's very indicative of your character you kind of jump in with both feet say yep I'll do it without really without really having the skills or knowledge to I'll pass experience yeah right do you know what I mean if that makes sense yeah so you've just you know in the last year or so you've kind of you've come out of you're working for Apple right yeah so you've come out of would that be corporate yeah yeah corporate world and you've gone into more creative so you do video, videography and photography uh-huh. but have you got any like you're obviously you, you're incredibly gifted and, and good at it like the proof is in the pudding but what I'm trying to say is <laughs> like you just went yeah I can do that yeah um, yeah I think for me it's uh, I mean there's a whole load of different things at play um, from the from the swimming perspective, for example, it was just a case of, as I mentioned before, you know, the way I'll look at this is, I need to do 45 minutes worth of exercise, move my arms around, move my legs around, I'm sure I'll get there, but I don't expect to win it. Um, mm. But if I don't, you know, come dead last, then I'll be kind of okay and happy with that. But mm. I guess, um, really, it's just about, I, you know, I'm sure I've got enough skills to get it done. Um, and I guess that's the way I look at quite a few things. The the career change or the career movement that's gone on in the last um, couple of years um, has been, I guess, you know, part of that mind, that part of that mindset has really kind of driven that as well, I suppose. Mm. Um, in that, I mean, it's not like I'd never picked up a camera before. You know, I'd done that 
when I was a kid. I was back at school, art and design was probably the thing that I was best at, but decided to not pursue a career in it right at the last minute before going to uni um, and t- you know, suddenly swinging into a business degree because yeah, right. I thought, hang on a minute, art design, yeah. never going to make any lead. money, that's going to be nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, parents, friends, no one else had kind of done that around me and I just thought, no, business skills, yeah, let's go and let's go and get them under my belt that's going to be much more useful for me and I've spent, you know, year, you know over a decade in, in that world to a degree. Um, uh, but on the side, I'd, I'd kind of picked up a camera when I was younger in my early 20s because I didn't have time anymore because, you know, working eight till eight in, mm. in city world with, with suit and tie. Where were you at London? No, it was in uh, Manchester. Right. Um, uh, you know, I didn't have the time to, I guess, exercise my creative outlet anymore. So asked, I think it was, asked my mum for a camera <laughs> for my 21st birthday or something. Yeah. She bought me one and back then it was no digital, you know, it was all kind of film stuff, which was great. Yeah. Uh, but I realised that I can click and all of a sudden, there's my image, done, piece of art, great, I can go back to work the next morning, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and doing that, I'd, um, people, I guess, just hear what you're up to, and they see your work, and they ask you to do jobs, and I was doing lots of things on the side, and I never took it seriously at all. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come and help you do this, come and help you do that, a few bucks here. Oh, so this has been going on for a while. Well, like, it was in, my early, in my early 20s, but just never taking it seriously, um, until, um, you know, a year or so ago, I just realised that professionally, I um, had got to a stage where I guess my learning had reached a bit of a plateau. My enthusiasm for what I was doing in my career wasn't uh, as um, as punchy as I felt it, you know, should be at that time in my life. And just wanted to learn more, wanted to wanted to do more. And I just thought, you know what, I've always had this inkling to do something creative to get behind the camera again and you know wonder if I could do anything with it so I just thought just do it <laughs> you know and yeah, right. I guess I guess um, I should have or could, you know, could have or should have gone to a few maybe advertising agencies or worked alongside photographers or you know whatever yeah, it might be yeah you know I could have spent five years doing that but I just decided Let's just let's just go in. Let's just go double two feet in and two. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like the whole two feet in approach, because you, it's not like you got sacked by Apple and it was kind of forced your hand. Like you voluntarily left, right? Yeah, I did. Um, And in fact, um, I hope everyone can hear that cement mixer. (laughs) It's fucking awesome, (laughs) eh? I asked it to come for this one. (laughs) Um, Yeah, in in fact, I I left there at a time where I was really enjoying it. Um, where I felt really comfortable there, where I felt that the work I was doing was useful to the people around me yeah. and I felt that I'd learned a lot um, and felt good about myself, I guess, and that, you know what, I'm kind of ready to move these skills into something new potentially or just do something different. Um, so my mindset was there to, to go out and do something, to do something different. Um, and also from a personal perspective as well, um, I wanted a bit more flexibility in my life, you know, I'm obviously from other side of the world. Been here for almost ten years or so. Um, my other half, Nina, is also from um, other side of the world, from Sweden, as you mentioned before. And um, as we, uh, you know, mature through ourselves and being in a relationship, you know, we realise that we want to spend more time with, with family. Um, yeah. We've both weirdly got really good families. Like they're awesome. They're a lot of fun. We love hanging, hanging out with them. Whenever we go back to Europe, we, that, we, we love to spend time. It is a bit strange, isn't it? It's kind of <laughs> it's a bit odd. Um, My mum and sister listen to this, so I'm gonna. You have to say that you like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I love them dearly. <laughs> um, so we want to be able to spend more time back in Europe as well. So you know, the decision to make a move out of a big corporate and do something um, different. Um, for myself was really about having some flexibility in our lives where we were able to potentially be in a variety of different places through the year based on what we wanted mm. to do um, so no, no f- did fear come into it like the fear of the unknown or massively. fear of not earning enough money to to pay rent and all that sort of yeah, was, that, was that all part of the package and the process fear, fear is um, a massive part of the package for sure and I guess the first um, the first few months um, in kind of taking on you know new pursuits 
um, it's definitely fraught with all sorts of fear. You know, yeah. there are days where I just had no idea, and for the days now, I have no idea what I'm <laughs> doing. Um, Mate, that's uh, my life. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and that, and that process um, was a really interesting one for me um, because you're questioning everything, you're second guessing yourself, you're having massive days of self-doubt, other days of um, you, you know, wondering whether you should go back and apply for a, you mm. know, however Do you many feel like you're flying again. by the seat of your pants kind of thing? Um, you do to a degree, but um, I guess for me it's, I always have to remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing and that there are some very simple fundamentals underpinning the decisions that I make to allow me to then go back and get on with the work that I need to mm. get on with. Mm. Which isn't easy, um, especially when you're working, you know you know this, you're working from home or from cafes or you know, sometimes Sorted. with friends. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, to get that motivation sometimes is, um, is definitely tricky. Um, but when you distill it down to what's actually important yeah. in your life, then it makes well, it's, it easier it's to make those when decisions. you're surrounded by I mean living where we live in Bondi like I guess we're fortunate we're surrounded by creatives entrepreneurs bohemians like there's a <laughs> there's a mixed bag yeah but there's still that kind of rat race there's still people going to 9 to 5 totally. so it's kind of yeah we're also surrounded by exactly that yeah the 9 to 5 the rat race if you want but you but but a very successful rat race as well of people who are around you who are you know, you know I'm similar vintage to you everyone's buying second third houses and oh, doing this doing that and here I am literally throwing everything away against the wall and starting from scratch um, but I feel that it's um, I feel I'm kind of okay with that um, I don't think I would have felt like that maybe 10 years ago yeah, it's all I think about the timing, right? it is about timing you know, I was, I guess, lucky in that in my early 20s, you know, I worked really, really hard to, to make money, to buy a house, to do all, you know, to get all the things and have all the stuff and go to the nice places. And that was, that was cool and it was great. Um, but over time you realize that it's, you don't necessarily need the things and the stuff and, uh, and that kind of thing to, to keep you excited or keep you motivated or. So or you, and, you and Nina have sort of, obviously talked at length about the kind of lifestyle that you want and so you're engineering that yeah. accordingly yeah that's exactly pretty right. cool yeah that's kind of what I guess that's kind of what it's all about right that's what most people aspire to I mean the, the grass is always greener I guess you yeah know? for sure people in that sort of very staple rat race kind of formula would be going you know I want to do what Ollie's doing but then when you're doing what Ollie's doing it's like Oh, I wouldn't mind getting my superannuation paid and, <laughs> and my holidays and do you know what I mean like yeah like for me I work for myself and have done for I don't know since 2000 yep and so you know that comes with all the benefits but the flip side is that you know ironically I'm going on holiday on Thursday <laughs> but it, it really happens and we've talked about this yeah. because you because your calendar keeps filling up two or three weeks ahead so unless you go fuck Scotty like block out two weeks in November or else it's not going to happen yeah. and invariably it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen for me because I'm I want to be around for people I want to I work hard I've got a fairly good work ethic so you kind of you don't make that space for yourself and that's kind of led to this kind of overall frustration with what I'm doing with my life you know it's like at the moment it's just all work mm. work and tashy yeah. and so I don't feel like I control I feel like we've talked about this like a like a passenger in my own life yeah. like it's like on the outside it looks like I've got all this freedom and I'm killing it but internally yeah. I just feel like yeah. I'm walking yeah it, it's a it's a yeah it's, the best way to describe it for me is like I'm a passenger in my own life yeah. it, it's quite surreal I think the uh, and you know who knows where the answer lies, but um, the interesting thing with that is that you just mentioned that you know 
life is between work and Tashi, but then at the same time you've chosen a life or a career, should I say, that um, is something that you don't obviously love 100% of the time, but fundamentally you, you enjoy it, you like oh, yeah. it, you want to be doing it. Um, and the, um, you know, your work demeanor through that time, therefore, is, is something that you're fundamentally enjoying. You know, you like the flexibility, you'd like to have these new projects, you get excited very easily by new projects, as do I, which is great, but it's also a double-edged sword because there's never, it's not like suddenly the new ideas or the new projects stop, there's always something new to get involved yeah. in, to get excited about. Yeah. Um, so I, therefore I think that blocking time out, um, not just for holidays, but time out mentally to, yeah. to you know, be a, a, you know, a day here, a day yeah. there, a couple of days here, a couple of days there, yeah. to literally do nothing, leave the phone behind or whatever and just... That's actually like what I'm looking forward to the most, That's it. going on holiday, yeah. training, yeah. new places, reading a book, like yep. just yeah, lying in a hammock. You do realise though that when you go away and having all of this great time to yourself, you're going to come up with... 10 new ideas well, that, yeah, well that's the point I was getting to you load yourself with, with more right but that's what I'm getting yeah. to like it's uh, you know you whatever work you do there's a there's a an element of sort of staleness right even in a creative for sure uh, space what I'm looking forward to is two weeks of you know limited social media limited emails and so there's that time for your mind to kind of think and mull over and so you come back with sort of refreshed ideas and that's what I'm looking forward to because yep. at the moment like being a passenger you're kind of doing you know you're, you're, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing each and every day and so you don't have necessarily the time to kind of think about like, I might come back and leave health and fitness do you know what I mean like, yeah, right. like I'm not defined by it mm -hmm. You know, like I can do anything. That's really interesting. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. Really? Yeah. And have you actually been thinking about what you would do next, or have you think, been thinking no. more so about why you'd move out of health and fitness and into something new? Well, I guess it's it's dawned on me that I, I used to label. I've spoken about this on previous podcasts that I used to label myself non-creative like I'm not creative mm. you know all through school like I used to take art because I enjoyed yeah I enjoyed the process and I probably had a crush on the teacher yeah um, <laughs> she, she used to do most of my work actually I'd be like can I get a bit of help with this and she'd <laughs> lean over my shoulder and pretty much fucking <laughs> finish it <laughs> um, but the work that I did would be ridiculed it would be gone the, on the hallway wall in the, the corridor sorry and kids would come up and you know which is all fun at the time but it but it pigeonholed me to be like that's that's not what I do mm. but then I'm not really analytical I'm not really great in that space either um, I forget where I was going with this but I guess now I'm going to myself okay maybe you are creative yeah. and maybe there is other ways to express that you know I've started learning the guitar I'm terrible at it but I'm getting better yep. which is something else that I kind of label myself like I'm not mu uh, yep. musical so if it's within that creative space like what else can you do well, yeah what else can I do you like you growing your hair long and starting a band soon aren't you? yeah yeah, yeah. that's the, these are all the voices that you tell yourself aren't they and they define how you then live your life for a period of time up until you realize that actually that maybe that's not true um, and I think a lot of people just never get to that I think a lot of people you know continue to go through their life with the biases that they've got in their head and the stories that they've they're telling themselves based on um, you know what maybe one person may have said yeah when you were teacher a kid. or mum or dad could or, yeah could have been a peer could have been a friend you know so it could have been just one person that said hey Scott that art that you just did is a piece of shit but actually it was fine it was good it's totally subjective yeah. anyway um, but that one person's comment clearly meant something to you which meant oh I'm no longer not, well, not, not just good at art but not creative at all and here you are having you know worked for yourself for the last however many years mm. 17 years or something yeah. um, you don't get to do that without creating opportunity for yourself 
Um, but so I'm only realising it, yeah. like literally it's in the last few months, yeah. you know. Yeah. And the fact that I remember that story yeah. means that you know this was when I was 15. Yeah. You know, big art projects, everyone queuing up to yeah. see mine, yeah. not, not out of admiration, yeah. but out of like, what the yeah. fuck is that? <laughs> like the fact that I remember that story and I've told it to you yeah. and someone else on yeah. the podcast means that it's. I don't want to say trauma, but yep. it was a, an event or an episode yeah. that has shaped how I perceive exactly myself. Right. Okay, so now here you are at the ripe young age of 41-ish. <coughs> yes. And you're thinking to yourself, maybe I am creative. And you've suddenly got all this space in the next couple of weeks' time. You're going to be away with all this time to think. Um, let's say you came out the back of that with an interesting idea which you wanted to pursue. Um, do how do you feel about being, you know, the vintage you are and starting something fresh Can you again? Stop saying vintage. You are. You're that vintage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the question? <laughs> how do you feel about that? You know, being being the age that you are now. Yeah. Does age come into it for you? Do you do you oh. kind of think, as you know, stage in your life? You know, should I should I move out of my sector? Should I move out of my category and do something different? Uh, yeah. Like age is a big thing for me. Like, never used to be, obviously, yeah. and it's probably the same for everyone. But now I'm like, you know, I don't have one, two, three properties, mm. and money has never been like I have this very odd relationship with money. I have no respect for money. So once I have money, you know, the beers are on me, yeah. so to speak, yeah. metaphorically. And so it just goes through my hands like water, right? Um, but I still think you can have that relationship with money, but have more security. And mm. I just want more security. Yeah. So health and fitness has been amazing and served me in so many ways. Uh, but maybe there's another way to kind of, you know, I'm not suggesting like, dropping health and fitness like mm. a hot potato yeah. but maybe there's something else over here mm. that can provide me with more security and I don't know what that looks yeah. like but the very fact that I'm thinking about it is pretty exciting yeah cool yeah mm. um, you know like Sarah Wilson is a great example I think she's kind of morphed and evolved like she obviously started off uh, as a journalist moved into TV did I quit sugar which is a you know pretty um, strong message around health and then her next book everyone was anticipating is another I quit sugar part three <laughs> I, I quit sugar again, again. <laughs> <laughs> more sugar yeah and then she branched off and, and wrote about you know anxiety and mm. like completely off topic but obviously something that she holds close yeah. to herself yeah um, so again, like she's she's not defined by health or fitness yep. or sugar. She's creative, and I admire that. Like mm. you know, well, it sounds to me like she's um, you know motivated more by the genuine things that are keeping her interested at that point yeah. in time. And um, I've definitely learned that over the last couple of years myself. You know, in that. You need to be. You need to be excited about what you're doing. Yeah. You, know, you need to be motivated, and, and you need to be able to bring your best self to the situation that you're in. Be that work, relationship, client, friends, you know, whatever it might be. I think that you don't just owe it to yourself to feel as, as up for it as possible, but you owe it to the people around you. You know, mm. and you and the results that come out of the back of that just naturally are going to be better mm. than if you were mm. coming into something 50% and that's some, that was something that really drove me to go and do something different was that I'm doing this thing over here and that's fine and but I'm kind of feeling you know a bit empty just a bit 70% about it yeah so why would I why would I why would I do that like I'm clearly not going to get the best out of that scenario if I'm not putting my best self into yeah. it so and if what? you're 70% yeah. between the hours of eight to eight yeah that's a when long, you come long time. yeah it's a long long time yeah. but also when you come home and yeah. you see Nina yeah oh, were you gonna spike to a hundred percent probably not probably not you know what I mean and how's she gonna feel about that <laughs> um, do you know what I mean like exactly you can't right. just cut off from no. your work if your work's no. 10 
hours, yeah. 12 hours, yeah. and you don't walk in home into, yeah. well, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, What I find really interesting at the moment is that, I mean, I, don't, I obviously don't go off and do a creative project or work on a client, you know, doing a shoot every day of, every, you know, five days a week. It happens in fits and spurts. Last week I had four, two weeks, before, you know, the, the prior two weeks I had none, and it goes like that sometimes. But yeah. the days where I'm working in inverted commas, when I've got a camera in my hand or directing something or putting something together, um, it just doesn't feel like work. I'm so excited to be there. Yeah. And I'm challenged and <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I'm winging it every single time. I hope my clients aren't listening to this. <laughs> Um, but I'm totally fr- probably, to- probably stop listening to <laughs> yeah, totally winging it every single time and, and yeah but it I've heard you say that about your job at Apple your role at Apple you were like team leader and you were like winging that so I don't know whether you're winging it or you're just humble totally winging it but okay. I'm but I'm <laughs> um, well at the end of the day I've, I'm, you know you're doing something that you've never done before so um, I, I think I've previously felt like I've needed some kind of certificate or someone to tell me yeah. you're you can do this well done yeah. you've reached you know level 10 here yeah. you go here's your trophy here your tokens. Off you, you can do it now um, but the reality is you never get you never get to level 10 you never get the trophy you know there's always something more to learn yeah and therefore where are you gonna start you just have to start yeah <laughs> um, and through that comes excitement comes total anxiety <laughs> total like stress but good stress you know it's that yeah. kind of nervous energy that gets you through the project that you're on I was uh, but you kind of need that anxiety you need that I was watching a doco on Spielberg yeah. Spielberg Spielberg <laughs> Steven Spielberg Steven. Uh, and he said to this day on day one like shoot one day one he is he doesn't know where the cameras are going to be he's super nervous yeah. it's like his first ever film so even though he's probably arguably one of the most successful directors to date, like he still has that yep. first day nerves, doesn't know what it's going to look like or position of cameras or anything like that. I was like, well, that's fucking industry. Yep. So even like based on your experience, based on your accolades, yep. like it still doesn't root your insecurity. And no, no. And um, in fact, like the the name of my you know little production business, I can't even say it's a Swedish word. Um, called Boreat, Boreat, and um, <laughs> I don't even say it. Like some people say Borja, or I might Borja. Um, but how do, you, I, how do you spell it? Um, B-O-R-J-A. Um, B-O-R-J-A. But it's a Swedish word that means to begin, and um, that's all centered around having a beginner's mindset. Yeah. Um, for me, it's almost like my my kind of excuse. <laughs> well, it's almost like my excuse for being okay with just picking it up and and, and winging it. But but really, it's about, and I've read a lot about it. But having that beginner's mindset going into anything allows you to come in with genuinely fresh eyes, um, genuine excitement for what's about to happen. <laughs> fresh because you've got no past exactly experience. Exactly right. <laughs> That's it. So if you've got no past experience, yeah. how would you do this? Which means yeah. that you have to look at every, you know, every next step with fresh eyes and go, well, judging on how the project is going at the moment or the you know, whatever it is that you're doing, I need to move it forward here. I need to make a decision. What decision do I? What do I make? How do I make that decision? Um, and you're able to look at it totally fresh and go, well, this feels good. This makes sense. Take a step forward. So at no point do you get to a, a junction. You're like, I don't know what the next movie is. Like, yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> all the time. Um, and that's where having good people around you is is really important as well. So where possible, um, I like to make sure that I've got. <laughs> an, an army <laughs> yeah um, a fleet we did a shoot on Friday and you know I made sure that I had two people with me who are infinitely more <laughs> um, talented experienced creative uh, than I am um, to be able to you know almost for me to have that backup to know that if I need some yeah. significant help um, yeah. then it's right there and I also want to make sure that you know right from the outset that whoever's working with me knows that they can throw that all at it and it's not going to be ridiculed or um, it's not going to be you know it's not going to fall on deaf ears it's not like it's my way or the highway it's bring it like I need your opinions otherwise we're not going to get through today yeah. so please come with with 
you know everything that you've got and be willing to throw some silly ideas out there because we'll probably make something good if we, if yeah, we can do that. Of, there's a bit of a safety net attached to that. Like if you're working with people who have certain skill and experience, like there's a there's a safety net there. So if you were on your own mm. in the shoot mm. and you were on your own post production, mm. then the end product, I reckon you would feel more vulnerable for scrutiny and do you know what I mean? Yep. But because you're flanked by people who have a skill set, so on the day there's it's a collaboration, there's ideation on both sides, post-production, you might be getting some help and some steerage. So the end product is an amalgamation of skills and thoughts, and so there's less vulnerability attached yep. to that. Exactly right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I've been lucky enough to do a few books but most of them have been like co-authored mm. and so when it hits the shelf you're like there's vulnerability but because you've co-authored there's a bit of a, sh- uh, a shared kind of vulnerability there's yeah. a sh- shared yeah. so if people don't like it you go well they probably don't like the but bits that <laughs> you wrote <laughs> <laughs> definitely wasn't my bit my bit was great yeah. but now like I've got a book coming out in, in February and it's like close it's the pointy end of edits and stuff and now is the time that I get nervous because I'm like well the onus is all on me it was my ideation it was my creative process I decided exactly what was in it how it how it read how it looked and so yeah it's completely up for scrutiny there's no like shared vulnerability you know yeah so how do you feel about that yeah petrified yeah you know but do you also feel on the flip side that it's 100% your work and ideas and opinions that have gone down into this into this book and feel proud about that yeah I feel proud about it but uh, it's also my I guess it's having that um, self belief mm. I always kind of sabotage myself yeah. got this self sabotage I kind of feel I spoke about this on a, someone else's podcast like this imposter syndrome yep. you know yeah, like totally. I'm going to get caught out I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. I've been in the health and fitness industry for 12 years, yeah. but at some point, the rug's going to be pulled from under my feet and yeah. I'm going to be exposed as a fraud. But there's no real rational thought behind that thought process, but that's very real. Mm. And so having a book put, hit, hit the shelves amplifies that feeling of the imposter syndrome or yeah. self-sabotage. Like, oh, fuck. Even like handing it over mm. to the editor. Mm. You know, I'd spent two months writing this thing in the library and then I had to hand it over to someone mm. for them to read it, run a fucking highlighter over all the, the bits that didn't make sense or needed expanding or needed reworking. And that's it's like, oh, I don't want anyone to read this. You know, <laughs> you know I don't want to make money here anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a... It's a but that that's me. I'm yeah. sh- I'm I don't... You say that, but... I reckon you know everyone listening to this um, and most people out there have a case of imposter syndrome of some kind and I think it's just not talked about enough right um, you know whether you're freelancing you're got your own business you work for someone else I th- you know I think there aren't many people that feel like they've got it nailed that they know exactly what they're doing all the time and they're able to foresee the future and be cool with it you know um, but it- there's the illusion because it's not talked about all that much mm. there's the illusion that you're unravelling from the inside and everyone's got their shit together yep. so it kind of feels like me versus them yep. like it reinforces <laughs> it you know what I mean are you cold? a little bit but I'm good <laughs> <laughs> is that from the swim? Yeah. are you shivering? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll see mm. hopefully someone will fucking buy it <laughs> <laughs> I got one for free right? Uh, you say free um, yeah it's an interesting process but some days you know like if, if the stars are aligned so to speak you know you feel invincible you feel great you feel like this is yeah. a great product but then when you know other days uh, you feel sort of vulnerable and unraveling from the inside like you don't just don't back yourself it's going to be awesome this is like your eighth book or something isn't it uh yeah, seventh hard copy. Yeah. You know, you know the you know the process. 
be fine. Yeah. It's always subjective anyway. There's lots of people that are going to hate it and think it's rubbish. All right. <laughs> I, can say, I can say. But there will be, won't there? <laughs> yeah, it's just what it is. Yeah. But there'll be a whole load of people that absolutely love it. But well, because it goes, I guess, I've been very... My, my philosophy or approach to health and fitness doesn't really go with convention. It doesn't really go along with the status quo. Like, the status quo simply hasn't served us well mm. over the last you know, 60 years. Mm. Like so when most people read it it might sound a bit I don't want to say out there it's not out there but it's not the conventional guidelines yep. for health great so that's I guess if you if you're reading it through those yep. eyes then so do you kind of go between thinking who's going to be reading this you know the the potential individual who is looking for a new solution and excited about that versus the uh, more traditional thinkers in your space no, your, your I, peers and they're no, thinking what's I don't, got there I, I don't want to no. I don't want them to read it no. I want um, but is it that is it that group that makes you makes you nervous or makes you kind of think oh is this the right thing to be putting out yeah maybe hmm. yeah maybe but yeah I, I want it to be in the hands of you know Debbie from Dabo let's say yeah. you know like someone who dabs. you get on Debs <laughs> <laughs> she gets a few mentions on this podcast um, but someone who you know wants to make a change but is unsure how to do it yeah. and it's just like a different it's not a different approach it's like I've not reinvented the wheel but it's just not the convention it's not the status mm. quo but if you're open minded mm. and you're willing to give it a go yeah. do you think a lot of people are becoming more open minded these days about new ideas such as that you know about health about nutrition about living their life in a different way mm. um, you know there's more and more channels for us to get it right mm. I mean, we're plagued with stuff on the internet but mm. there's also you know and that has its bad points but it also has its good points as well in that once you find a interesting YouTube vid um, you know you can suddenly get down a tunnel of other interesting related things that open up mm. and broaden I'll your lose, mindset right? I lose days <laughs> days yeah uh, early January, yeah, sixth, cool. fifth or sixth of Jan or something. Right. Yeah. Um, Just ready for the uh, post Christmas. Yeah. I see what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I look. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like Christmas, <laughs> pre-Christmas would have been good. Too much overindulgence. Like yeah, that. but I, I think like quite. early Jan. You know, yeah. if you're not going to hit pre-Christmas, then just after yeah. New Year's, pretty good. Yeah. It's a good spot. Yeah. Once people are thinking, oh God. Yeah. Here I am. Had too much booze. Need to yeah. change my life. Yeah. I know. Bit of Scott Gooding. Yeah. <laughs> A slice of Scott Good. <laughs> That's what you should have called it. <laughs> That's what it is called. <laughs> in fact, Nina was just saying yesterday you've got such a good surname. Why? She just loves it. Really? It's sim- simple things. <laughs> does it mean something else in. My name does mean something else in Swedish. Goodies. That's what they call sweets. <laughs> That's what it is, maybe. Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, Tess told me it means something different. <laughs> no, I never liked it. And there's a reason for that, but I can't share that. Okay. <laughs> and so you've got an interesting project or initiative going on at the moment. <coughs> Do you need me to remind you? No, I think <laughs> I can remember. Um, so we bought business a few few months ago. Um, I was uh, doing a search through Gumtree. <laughs> I managed to find a business for sale. Which kind of resonated what, with what me. What were you looking for initially? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's an um, organic cotton fair trade basics business. So tees, jumpers, hoodies, shirts. Is that um, what basics mean? I think so. I think so. Because uh, there's the brand called Basics. Is there? Yeah. I should probably know that. Um, Overpriced t-shirts. Okay. We might be a little bit more expensive. We're organic. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's something that I've kind of been thinking about for the last couple of years, knowing that I was going into this zone of you know creative world, knowing that jobs come and go, difficult to get some stability there um, from a financial perspective, um, and wanted to have something that was um, online that you know once you set the systems in process, they can kind of work for you in the background. 
um, something that you can jump into strategically and tweak, pull levers here and there to, to try and you know change the outcomes of the business. And I've been thinking about ideas, you know, for the last couple of years, and, and this just popped up out of nowhere. Um, Gumtree on country um, mostly it's kind of ca- ca- you know, cafes for sale or food trucks or coffee vans and things like that failed projects um, and this I one I thought those all lamps and they haven't been you on can country get businesses. you can yeah, get right. businesses on country um, and and it just kind of um, resonated with me um, in a few ways you know one because it ticks the boxes in terms of that um, you know online business which could be run from the side um, but secondly just because of the ethical nature of it um, it really stood out um, over the last uh, well since January Nina and I have been experimenting with uh, diet to a degree and oh, yeah. decided to um, decided to go vegan for a month um, and see how that would be I think it was off the back of watching Cowspiracy and yeah. you know learning all about um mass agriculture and just the systemic problems that that come off the back of it yeah um, which is just absolutely horrific um and thinking okay well maybe we can do something about it we both enjoy food we both enjoy cooking i was kind of thinking you know i'm literally just going to be faced with plates of vegetables and don't get me wrong i like veg but you know three times a day not going to be great um but as it turns out there's just so many things that you can be creative with Mm. in, in that world and and here we are kind of 10 months later I wouldn't say we are vegan but we definitely um, we, we haven't had any meat since since the beginning of the year um, it's just difficult to do you know wholeheartedly um, things like cheese and butter it comes in all restaurant dinners and all that kind mm. of stuff but either way um, it's all really for me about having less impact on the world and um, this business um, is really kind of ethical right from the start to the finish um, yeah, carbon offset all its business processes by planting trees over in WA, um, you know, certified fair trade right from the outset. So using um, manufacturing in Bangladesh, which um, yeah, is all is all certified and good to go, um, and just decided that if we were going to do something, let's do something with a bit of purpose. That mm. we're going to continuous continuously be interested in, excited about, learn more about. Mm. You know, I am absolutely not an eco warrior um, and I don't think that you necessarily need to be these days to um, to try something new or to have less of an impact I think that you know it's everyone's responsibility to um, to do what they can you know even if it, that's um, picking some litter, litter off the beach yeah. if it's um, sorting out your recycling if it's uh, you know yeah. eat, eating in a slightly better way you know I don't think going whole hog in these things is sustainable or realistic but yeah. if a- everyone's able to um, you know minimize their make small changes you, know, you might make small changes if that's a if that's a you know a one vegan day a week or something like that you know a meat free yeah, day I'm, then I've think definitely right. uh, yeah I'm by no stretch vegan but I definitely eat less meat yeah for sure from a diet perspective, from a health perspective, a fitness perspective, what, 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 where do you come uh, dri- from? Uh, driven through health, yep. that channel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think most, most of us in the Western yep. world eat, you know, if you choose to eat meat, yep. those meat eaters arguably eat too much yep. protein. And there's, there's, yeah, I think there's two ways, um, down, you know, down that track, there's, uh, there's the, there's the environmental side of things, which can sometimes seem like too much of a big problem to feel like you can impact mm. but then when you look at it from a health perspective you realize that well I can actually make one or two slight changes here and potentially have big impacts I mean for me I lost seven kgs in six weeks just by not eating meat and you know my 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 um, exercise regime hadn't changed what are you now 25 all. kilos yeah, really really light. <laughs> yeah I'm one foot that's <laughs> um, uh and I've stayed at that weight the whole time and right. felt good with it and you know had no kind of negative side effects so that's been that's been great um, but for me mainly it's a it's an environmental thing which which hits hits me for Nina though it's 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 health you know she saw the yeah, right. stats in terms of um, diabetes cancer and all of these other different types of things and for her that really hit her and she was like that makes that makes a lot of sense to me yeah, yeah. Um, but you know overall so, so is there a time period that you've put on it like you we, can do well, a year as I say or? we put a month yeah so now you're 10 months in and as anything the more that you do something the easier it gets um, the hardest thing is 
uh, talking about it just gets really really tired over over you know over dinner with new people around the table uh, and you're the weird vegan yeah. or the, the, the I thought you were going to say talking about it's like salivating fucking <laughs> <laughs> like lamb chops oh my god I love a burger um, yeah okay but yeah as I said I think you know what you do easier again it's in my experience like uh, I've got a few friends who are mainly vegetarian and they have been like for X number of years like five ten years and then one day they just kind of I don't want to say crack because mm. you know I don't think you should define yourself as no. one or the other no. like this v- vegan or you know like yeah. just I think you just respond to how what your body is asking oh. of you you know yeah. like um, yeah my, well, that's, my, that's kind of why I think it's difficult or people shouldn't just go whole hog um, you know whole hog vegan um <laughs> You know, it's it's oh, it's all well and good if you if you want to go down that route and be a full vegan. And I think that that's that's great. Um, but it's also for most people, it's difficult to do. I have so many conversations whereby they've said, oh, "Okay, okay, so tell me about this vegan thing." You know, I'm like, thinking about like, giving it a go. Like in some sort of <laughs> <laughs> um, and they go, "Okay, so no meat. I can get that. Yeah, I'll try. I can try that. I think for a month or so, and, and I'm pretty sure I can do that. Um, but also no cheese." And all of a sudden, you know, it's like, <sighs> yeah, in that case, no, not for me. They close the door on yeah. the whole thing and they don't get the benefits of going down the little rabbit hole of yeah. learning about the environmental yeah, impacts, like, the health impacts and all of these other things. For me, the for biggest them, learning. Like binary, they're exactly either right. on or That's off, it. you know, like and both feet or not. Exactly right. It Whereas, doesn't have to be like that. No, not at all. There's I think lots that, of blurred lines. and Totally. So I think that if people can make just those small changes and if everyone were to do that, the, um, the the you know the bigger impacts um, would be you know much much less significant. Yeah. So um, rather having these silos of diets yeah. like veganism and paleo and primal. Yeah. Yeah. If those lines are slightly blurred, mm. you can still make significant changes. Yeah. And not feel like a fraud or yeah, you, you're not so going why should you be a fraud I mean, Nina's, Nina's great I love her attitude towards it for the first month she was you know total vegan but then after that she said you know what I kind of like cheese so I'm going to have it when I want it because I enjoy it yeah. and I'm not going to let anyone make me feel guilty about that yeah fuck that but I'm not eating meat so I'm you know you know, my impact's there and hey I'm sure there's someone down the road that is doing something similar but a little bit opposite you know yeah um so it all balances out i think you need to have a global look at this <laughs> which yeah. is difficult to do when we're all set in our own ways yeah. and set in our own heads yeah but the whole reality about it is that um you know we're we are ants on a planet and if all of us have a little bit of uh, less impact in certain ways then then great yeah um it's just unsustainable for us to yeah to to make massive massive changes for long periods of time you might do it for a year or two or five but as you've just said people fall off the wagon and and go back into yeah I think I think the key is not to else. identify yourself as yeah. this that or the other yeah just do whatever works for you and yeah. if that if that isn't purist vegan but it's close to or halfway there that's then it. that's fucking good enough you know what I mean yeah. like yeah yeah you must you must come across that not necessarily just the vegan thing but you know people coming with views on what they should and shouldn't be eating and doing all the time right in your field um, oh, you must yeah. get people that are like I must just train this one part of my body or I must just eat this for you know for now because I've heard that yeah, it's, well, it, it's like um, and I guess this circles back around to the book and feeling vulnerable like everyone's got an opinion mm. um, and everyone's got a voice and it's kind of like health is in many ways like religion or politics like I'm not going to convince a vegan mm. that to eat meat I'm not going to convince a meat eater to not eat meat do you know what I mean mm. it's very much entrenched in their own self you know their mm. own beliefs and what mm. they've grown up with mm. um, you know I, I gave a, a talk at a New South Wales nurses conference a couple of years ago and I had my, you know, I was up on stage, there was like 500 women. Um, and this, you know, I'm three quarters of the way through my presentation. And I'm sort of, you know, back then I had, oh, I was probably about three or four years ago now. I had a very 
more staunch dogmatic approach to nutrition mm. and I've kind of softened around the edges yep. in the last few years and that's serving me better uh, but back then I was kind of like you know flying the flag for paleo and demonizing milk and yep. I was given this scenario around milk and this lady stood up <laughs> and fucking went to town on me yeah, she right. was like what you're saying is scandalous yeah. it's um, you know you have to give kids milk for strong bones and calcium and which is a you know a message that she obviously believes and that she's grown up with I mean most of us have grown up yeah. with that message um, so I guess that was a lesson learned for me not to be too dogmatic and accept that it is like politics mm. it is like religion and so if you go head first and say well this is this is the way it has to be mm. like you kind of you're not going to last very long in that in that space but I also thought at that moment if I wasn't standing up there covered in tattoos and yep. a mohawk <laughs> but instead had a lab coat on or at least a suit and tie yeah right would she have stood up yeah right that's interesting so I was like right I'm going to fucking arm myself with yeah. as much education information as I can because mm. I, I challenged that she would have stood up yeah. if I was a researcher yeah, or, right. do you know what I mean yeah so now I never go to these events with short <laughs> <laughs> uh, bifocal fucking specs. And, no, but I'll, if, if, you know, I'm mindful of that. Like yesterday I had to go and get a passport, yep. renew my passport. Yep. So I'm walking into the government office. And so I put this on Instagram stories that suddenly you go, oh, fuck, why have I got a mohawk and a fucking body of tattoos? Because then you're like, you know, you want to give a good impression. And I know we live in a, in a, you know, fairly open society, but there's still, um, people make a judgment call. So when I walk up into that booth and I want that lady to, or that man to process my passport application as quickly as possible so I can get on the flight in the next couple of days, yeah. I want, you know, I was considering taking coffees for everyone and <laughs> danishes and flowers. Yeah. So I literally wore a hat and a, and a jacket to what cover that. And a cobra. Yeah, it's interesting. But there's there's been a. I mean, my ex-wife used to say, "You regret having tattoos." Really? Yeah. Mm. You're, you're going to scare an mm. old lady. Mm. Which was a consideration. I don't want to go around scaring yeah. old ladies. But at the same time, I don't live my life to not scare old ladies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think. <sighs> I mean, there's only a handful of times where you go, "Oh, fuck." Yeah. We go, you know, we go through all of those types of thoughts. Everyone goes through those types of thoughts. You know, I think a lot of people go through it probably every morning before they get dressed for work. <laughs> you know, what does this shirt say about me? Yeah. You know, um, but the reality is. It's your actions that define the type of person I know. that you are. You know, it's how you bring yourself to the world that kind of defines it. And hey, if you know, it's got good incomes with tattoos and a weird mohawk, then that's mm. fine. You know, it's it's more yeah. about what value you're bringing in the work that you're doing, or the people, yeah. or the conversations you're having, and and it, it doesn't necessarily. But it's always in the back of my mind that I'm not taking, whether it's true or not, is another thing. That I'm not taking seriously enough. Like I do have a a useful helpful strong position or yeah. message around health and fitness yeah. and I want to make a difference but I, I'm curious and I wonder how serious I'm taking because of the way I look yeah, yeah. Mm. which is why for this book and a few previous I was like I don't want to be on the cover Yeah, don't put me on the cover put the photo of some food or you know, yeah. that's not important. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to make that judgment. I want people to hear or read what I have to say. But if they see me, yeah. they're gonna, oh, who's this dick from Bondi covered in tattoos? Well, that's one way of thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, that is um, one way. But the other, but, but you know, you've just kind of, um, you've just answered that question and that, you know, you want your work to 
define how someone reads the book. You want you, you know you want them to you want your work to be the thing that someone walks away with and go yeah that resonates with me. Mm. You could use your beautiful blue eyes oh, to, uh, to to sell it, but you clearly you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the I mean. I got my passport in a few hours. <laughs> so something worked. Yeah. Well, yeah, the long, <laughs> long sleeve jacket and the hat. <laughs> See, it all feeds in, you know. <laughs> so going back to the t-shirts, where can we get these? We may as well give a little plug. Um, you can go to fairtees.com.au um, and we also do um, uh, print water printed uh, inks on, on teas. So, what does that um, mean? So basically if you've got a business, a group, an event um, and uh, you need hoodies, t-shirts with your logos, with designs on and things like that, we do all that stuff as well. Yeah, awesome. It's all water-based ink so as opposed to hugely toxic ink that gets uh -huh. flushed into the ocean. Yeah, right. Um, so it's all water-based. Costs a little bit more, potentially takes a little bit longer sometimes, uh, but it's worth it. So these are like $900 t-shirts? <laughs> Not quite. Um, but it's good, you know, and, and the really interesting thing about it is that all of the, you know, all of the people that inquire about getting stuff printed, and they are all businesses, groups, events with some kind of ethical agenda running through yeah. their veins. They don't necessarily have to be a charity or a, you know, an environmental group, but they all care in some way yeah. about that impact, impact question yeah. and wanted, therefore, to have an ethical option, um, which means that every single business that we speak to is exciting, it's interesting, yeah, right. it's doing something good. Yeah, um, got that feel good feeling. It's great, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not just kind of going, all right, do you want some t-shirts? Yeah, great, when do you want them for? What do you want on them? Yeah. That's kind of really boring. Yeah. What's, what is exciting is that these interesting groups of pe people are doing exactly that. They're bringing together interesting groups of people yeah. to um, fulfill a task, to fulfill an event, to get together, to do something useful. Um, and that's really inspiring, you know, when you can not just provide a service for them, but genuinely get involved with why they exist. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's exciting and you get yeah. to learn about all sorts of other, you know, wonderful yeah. um, teams, businesses, yeah. groups of people out there in the world that are doing things that you just never knew about. So, yeah. um, that's very cool. It's man. really cool. Yeah. It's good. Well, good luck with that. Thanks, bud. Well, I'm going to have to wrap up. I've got a kinesiology appointment. Don't yeah, even know what that means. Yeah, nor do I really. I've had a few before, and it's wizardry. What I mean, is it? For me, for me, uh, I guess it's a form or modality of, of therapy. So I went to a guy in Double Bay years ago mm. for um, reduce, minimise, mitigate my fear of public speaking. Okay. So then he taps in through various. Uh, you should go. You'd fucking yeah, love right. it. He through muscle testing they call it. Yeah, right. So your body will respond to a, a, a question. Uh, so he'll fire questions at mm. me, and I don't even need to verbally sort of articulate the okay. the answer or response. Yeah. But he he'll know according to to so he'll push down on my arm. Yep. So it'll be a yes no answer. Yeah. And so he'll just filter, 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 and trace back yep. to an event or an episode in your life that triggered something that is yeah, wow. holding you back now. So are you um, hooked up to all sorts of computers? N no, no, like no, no, no. Okay. It's 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 very hands-on oh, manual. Right. Yeah. So literally, your arms out, yep. stretch to the side, and he's pushing down. And so depending on how little or I know it sounds really yeah okay yeah that's really interesting yeah. But basically, he unearthed, uncovered, uh, uh, yeah, trauma in inverted commas that I'd experienced. I can, mm. I left to my own devices. Mm. I would have never have yeah. remembered it. Figured it out. Um, you know, I probably could have got there through therapy, but within twenty seconds, he's just gone, ba 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 ba, and yeah. like slowly pinpointing that event so mm. he'll say so he'll get you to that junction he'll say it was when you were six mm. it was a classroom environment it was a female teacher yep. what happened yeah, right. and then you fill in the blanks wow. or it was you were 13 uh, you were with a friend 
you're on bikes yeah. you fell over how did that make yeah. you feel yeah, right. you're like uh, and you just fill it's in the insane. blanks yeah. isn't it amazing how your body can give off those triggers yeah it's it's wild yeah. like I had reservations about it because yeah. I actually did an introductory course to kinesiology years ago it's mm. the path I thought what I wanted to take when I first started getting into health and fitness like 12 years ago 15 years ago and the open day so we had like 8 hours out at Hornsby at this open day and I knew less after 8 hours <laughs> than when I did walking yeah. in I was like she, she did like the, the wrap up okay guys thank you so much for coming it's been a wonderful day <laughs> do you have any questions and I was like put my hand up I was like what the fuck <laughs> was all that about like I need to go back to the start like that was yeah. it made it's yeah I had lots of intrigue around it but mm. I didn't actually know I, after, yeah. even after 8 hours wow. I didn't know what it was um, but I've had some great results yeah. on it so I'm going to meet this new guy down in Double Bay cool. who's got like he's a kinesiologist but he's also a psych as well so I'm just going to tap in yeah the the, I've just realised you know uh, as a part of my personality that I want to put to rest yeah. like I want to find out what the root cause is and yeah. why I exhibit certain patterns of behaviour yeah, right. so that's the motivation cool yeah exciting let yeah. me know all about it I will I will thanks Ollie good to speak take care good luck with the book thanks mate